everybody. Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we're breaking down movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. Today we're doing minute number 79. Uh, this one's a pretty powerful minute. It is a different perspective of the Marine Corps um, by somebody that's not actually in. But before that, uh, my brother Billy's with me today, and I'm Jack. So uh, let's get going. Yeah, let's do it, man. So yeah, man, this is um this one's a pretty this one's pretty powerful. I mean, even just the one minute where we got it's uh it's it's mainly um Aggie talking and kind of kind of well it looks like to me it's her getting something off of her chest, you know, like something yeah. that maybe was never really discussed before, never really you know vocalized. It was she's kind of putting some stuff out there in the open. Yeah. It's that's a I'm that's a I didn't think about it in those terms, but that makes total sense that she is getting something off her chest right now. Something that's probably been building for years and years mm-hmm. and probably explains some of the resentment she's had towards him. Yeah. You know, because she's probably had to hold this inside. Maybe it's because she couldn't find the right time. Maybe it was one of those things where she's having all these feelings, like like she's getting into like you know, we'll get into it as, as we talk deeper, but she's mm-hmm. basically talking about like what she went through while he was off at war. Yep. It sounds like he never even considered what she could have been going through. Yeah, it definitely looks that way was he's kind of sitting there, um, kind of taking it all in because there she has she says he she says something about Marine and, and Gunny goes, I don't know that I like the way you say Marine. And I think that was all she needed to kind of give her license to say what she had to say. Yeah, because, I, yeah, I wonder, you know, so what I was going with that is, like, you know, he's he's going off at war. Mm-hmm. Does she really want, you know, I'm sure she kept it inside because when she did get to talk to him or in letters or when he came home, the last thing she wants probably to do to him is to unload on him on her feelings when, yeah. You know, he was the one getting shot at, right? Yeah. As he kind of mentions. So perhaps in her mind, she was like, well, I don't need to then unload on him with my feelings. I'll just be strong and hold it inside. But that breeds resentment, you know? Yeah. Like she never had that outlet. And, and perhaps because if he never really considered that side of things, that then she started to resent him for not really being a partner or being concerned with with yeah. her feelings about the situation. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously yeah. he seems like he's a handful. She, she talked about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a heavy drinker. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's there because they had to bail him out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's <laughs> drunken disorderly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guy's like 60 years old. He's still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got the liver and kidneys of a, of a teenager. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning of this minute. So we, we, yeah. It's funny, I'll just give a little like behind the scenes when I was preparing for this mm-hmm. minute and I was like, man, it, you know, sometimes, I, you know, we try and get guests on and I'm like, well, let, you know, you and I can maybe knock out some of the more, like, like I say, boring parts. Yeah. Uh, I want to save some good minutes for you know people. But right. it's so funny because I was viewing this as like, well, it's just two couples talking. And I was like, as I started doing notes for this minute, I'm like, man, I there is a lot to kind of dig into here. Yeah. It's not, I mean, this is an action comedy movie. It hands right. down. That's what it is, but there is some dramatic elements to it. And this yep. is one of them. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I had some fun. I thought the last time these two were in a room together, it was a little yeah. more like, a, 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more lighthearted until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She walks around the backside of the pool table and cracks him over the back with a cue. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, well, exactly. Yeah, there's no beer cans to throw, but yeah. it's just funny that maybe you know maybe it shows my maturity now, but it's like there is a lot to dig into in these yeah. next couple minutes, and it's I haven't seen the movie on Netflix, but there's supposedly a movie with uh, Kylo Ren and, and Black Widow. <laughs> I, can, I can never remember their names. Oh. <laughs> but it's called Divorce, and it's mostly just the two of them in a room together talking. Two good actors acting off of each other, and, and apparently it's a really good movie. Hmm. And I kind of see that in this. Now, granted, in this minute alone, Clint Eastwood's not doing much talking. Clint Eastwood is being Clint Eastwood. He's, yeah. he's squinting. He's reacting. He has a line or two that he does, you know, just like every other Tom Highway line, but he's, but it's really her that's carrying this minute. Yeah. And she's damn good at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's incredible though, man, when this movie by minute format really does open up movies, when you're watching them one minute at a time, you really get a chance to dig in where you would normally just blow through this scene. Like, no man, let's go to the fight pit scene. No, no, no. Like when you're really watching this, like it's its own little scene, its own little movie it changes the context of everything because you really can analyze all the nuances and, and, and open up things that you maybe didn't think about that you normally would have just blown past. Yeah. I, I even joked that this is like a, uh, in my notes that this is a stage play mm -hmm. within the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's exactly. Just, End scene. Right. They're just, you know, they're just, it's two actors. They're in a room. It's a, like a little off Broadway, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a two man show type thing. Yeah. And yeah. And they're just, they're just talking. There's just, they're, they're walking. He's sitting, she's walking and they're just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, we said Aggie's really good in the, well, Marsha Mason's really good in this. This is, and I, I just, this is kind of neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this ahead of time or else I would have brought it up sooner, but I found out this is good. as good as minute as any, basically to, to yeah. you know, mention it. It's, it's all her. Marsha Mason was supposed to be in the movie City Heat with uh, Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds. Okay. And uh, apparently she left over creative differences. Huh. Clearly, I'm wondering if that's maybe a f one of the reasons they Clint Eastwood remembered her, liked her, whatever. It could have been a factor in why she got this role. I mean, never mind, she's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. She, we've seen her go like, you know, the, the gambit of highs and lows this is a very it's a dramatic moment but it's it's kind of a more low-key yeah. before she was a little more she's talked shit she's <laughs> laughed she's gotten verbal and physical <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. now she's you know having a more dramatic you know couples kind of fight even though they're not a couple but yeah she's definitely getting some leftover uh maybe resentment uh out in the open yeah well, and also too, man, you you think of the context too of of what she's talking about. She's the the dialogue is is about her being a, a, a marine wife during Vietnam, during one of the high points, one of the most violent times in Vietnam, and she's she's kind of recapping like from home what it was like for for those people and and you know people that served in the Marine Corps that may have had spouses or girlfriends. Or, or significant others that, you know, that that was your lifeline. That was your, um, your support group. And to see that toll being taken on, on, on those people, it's, um, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's enlightening. 
because it's not the same, but it's the same it, for them. It's just as the, the fear of like, you know, somebody knocking on your door is that, you know, the DOD with the letter or, yeah. you know, or is it just somebody that, you know, today would be, you know, somebody dropping off an Amazon package, you know, but that, that same concern that, that stress that, you know, when you really care about somebody that's in a combat zone and, and not knowing or not hearing and trying to wait and see, now there's not as much uh, televised combat as there was. Well, I guess probably because, and we're kind of burned out on it. But like in the '60s, it was common. You know, Desert Storm was pretty pretty common there for a little while. But you don't hear much. But it's still going on, and you still got those uh, those family members that are sitting at home hoping that everything's okay, that somebody's going to get a phone call that you know everything's good, or or you know the, the infamous knock. It's um, it's a different side. It's the side you don't often see much in a war movie, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, they've done it in a few. Like we were soldiers. They they covered that yeah. big time, big time. Yeah, that was a good movie too, man. Holy yeah, shit. They, yeah, it's a good one. A few other movies, more more modern movies do that because you, you got to. So it's kind of unique that they're covering that in the eighties. Yeah. Because a lot of times these movies, I mean, I. I love war movies, but oh, yeah. there's times that, you know, you could maybe some of them can have the argument that they're propaganda films. And then, and then there seemed to be, but actually on both sides, because early on, it seemed like it was more, you know, pro-war type movies, um, or at least telling the heroic stories. But then, and then it kind of morphed for a while where it seemed like, well, let's show the, you know, the, the batter the side. Of, side. Yeah. yeah. The, not the batter side, but the, yeah, the other side, the, the, the real cost. And, yeah. and but at the expense of maybe some of the more heroic or patriotic versions of these war movies, yeah. so it's kind of unique to see that this type of thing was put, you know, like I said, in the eighties. That's not to say maybe another movie didn't do it first. It's just it's very common nowadays to maybe yeah. see that 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 there's always the the home front element or the love <laughs> interest element. You, you never get a movie that's strictly. All right, it's all the fighting. I mean, I, I, never to say never, but yeah, like like the. I mean, recently I saw the movie Midway. You would think that would be all about the Battle of Midway, but there's so much more to it than just that. <laughs> and they keep showing. Yeah, I haven't seen the new one yet. I've seen the old one. The old one's not that. The old the old one's just full on war movie. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of the home front stuff, and you know, you know, it's just pretty common. So it's unique, I think that that. Clint Eastwood took the time to show something like this because again we've mentioned half the movie is him trying to do one last hurrah with with Marines to leave his you know leave his mark or you know kind of end it as he said end it as good as it started and then the other half is him trying to kind of find his place in the world and well he wants to get back together with his ex-wife you know he wants to yeah. have a reconciliation so you mentioned it earlier that mm -hmm. She she said, look, if we're going to go forward, we have to come to an understanding. And he's like, are we? You know, but, you know yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Are we moving forward? <laughs> she So, you know, she said, you know, you are gung-ho through and through. So, you know, gung-ho, gung-ho. It's unthinkingly enthusiastic and eager, especially taking in fighting or warfare adopted from the Chinese in World War II. It was a slogan and, and uh, as a slogan for Marines. Yeah, in the spirit. Yeah, I, I didn't write down the Chinese kind of like word or saying for gung ho. It's it's like a we anglicized it basically. You yeah. know, it was very very close. 
Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, and yeah, sure enough, this is totally Tom Highway. He's gung-ho. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she said, I, I have no room in her future for a Marine. And as you just <laughs> where you mentioned, <laughs> not sure I like the way you say Marine. And, and that's what set it off. She said it exactly like the one Marine that's walking around with his hands in his pocket. Hey, Marine. <laughs> yeah, Marine. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she did it right. <laughs> um, next thing she was, can I talk to you, devil dog? Yeah. <laughs> hey, devil. <laughs> she, you know, she, she counters right back at him. I can say Marine any damn way I choose. I earned that right. And he's like, yeah, you did. So, he, I mean. Yep. He capitulates right away. He's not arguing that fact. He doesn't like. He didn't like it. But uh, like I said, this is where we kind of get to the fact of he probably never even thought about that. Yeah, you paid the bill. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's yours. <laughs> you know. Yep, you can say it. She and then that's when she kind of unloads on him and says, you know, I, I lived in that rat hole when the boys in metal when they were bringing the boys home in metal drape, you know, flag flag drape metal coffins, basically. Yep. She's like, I didn't get a wink of sleep in '68. You remember that year? And he's like, Yeah, I do. Yeah, his little eyebrows, he raised up. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, yep, yeah, I, well, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so earlier in uh, the movie, when Chuzu was given his rundown of Tom Highway's accolades to major powers, he mentions three tours in Nam. We never get any dates, and we never get any battles that he was in. We just know mm-hmm. that he had three separate tours. Yeah. Well, well, from this minute, we can we can say he was in 1968. In 1968, he was definitely there. Yeah, so it was one tour. You know, and she ends the minute with I. She would basically was glued to the TV. She would eat her dinner in front of the TV, yeah. wondering where you were, what were you. Well, that's that was the. I don't even know if she even said that, but like, yeah, was like the line was cut off. <laughs> yeah, she's like, where were you? What were you doing? And I'm like, and uh, I wonder that as well because we never get that. Yeah. But knowing that it's 1968, and I'll show my hand a little bit here, they specifically mention Kason. They don't oh, mention man. Tom Highway in Kason, but they mention another Marine later. So, but knowing what we know, I'm guessing perhaps Gunny had something to do with Kason. It's possible. He was also a Mar- recon Marine too. So I mean, ugh. Yeah. Well, I, found, I, I found I found a a timeline of 1968 on pbs.org. It was Battlefield Vietnam. Okay. It was kind of neat. I'm just going to I'm going to try and run down it real quick. Um basically mid-January 1968, the NVA began to mass near a marine base of Kaesan. That was that was really it. All right. So then in January 21st, 1968, 5.30 a.m., a shattering barrage of shells, mortars, and rockets slammed into the Marine base at Quezon. 18 Marines were killed instantly, 40 wounded. And there was a counterattack. I, actually, I'm sorry, not a counterattack. The initial attack lasted for two days. January 30th and 31st was the, begin of the beginning of the Tet holiday, and there was, a, of course, a ceasefire at the time. But basically, what does it say? Viet Cong units surged into action over a length and breadth of South Vietnam, Vietnam. More than 100 cities and towns were attacked by Viet Cong sapper commandos and wave of supporting troops. By the end of the city battles, 37,000 Viet Cong troops deployed for Tet have been killed. Uh, so basically, 37,000 Viet Cong troops were killed during the Tet Offensive. Many more have been wounded or captured. Tet was considered nothing less than a catastrophe, but for the Americans who lost 2,500 2,500 men, it was a serious blow to public support. So we've kind of talked about this in the past, that mm-hmm. it was the first PR war. 
the Tet Offensive was a failure as far as militarily for you know the the North Vietnam Vietnamese the 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 NVA and and the Viet Cong. It, it essentially wiped out the Viet Cong at, at, at that battle. But unfortunately, it looked like such a you know an unwinnable situation because of the way it it play it played out. Um, but let's go to February twenty third, nineteen sixty eight. Artillery rounds continue to hit the base of Quezon and its outposts more than any previous day of attacks. While Marines wait for a ma- this is in March, wait for a massive assault, NVA forces retreat into the jungle around Quezon. For the next three weeks, things were relatively quiet around the base. Uh, basically, they, in, in March, they went in looking for Viet Cong remnants and they went out on search, search missions. I could see Gunny doing something like that. Yeah. Snooping and pooping. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and in March 22nd, 1968, without warning, a massive North Vietnamese barrage slams into Quezon. More than a thousand rounds hit the base at the rate of 100 every second. At the same time, electronic sensors around Quezon indicated NVA troop movement and American forces reply with heavy bombing. April 68, U.S. forces in Operation Pegasus finally retake Route 9 and end the siege of Quezon. A 77-day battle, Quezon yep. had been the biggest single battle of Vietnam to that point. The official assessment of the North Vietnamese Army dead is just over 1,600 killed, with two divisions all but annihilated, but thousands more were probably killed by American bombing. And obviously, there's more that went on in Vietnam, but... Yeah, siege of Quezon was a big one for us. I mean, that was... Um, there, there, there was... There, for if I if I remember my Marine Corps history right, they didn't get very many resupplies. They didn't get very many new troops. There was they were kind of off by themselves for seventy seven days. Yeah, that's the problem with um, I, I kind of you know I was skipping around a little bit. I it, it's 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 a lot, and I found some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, right here. This is in preparation of the planned of offensive. Yeah, let's see if it because it talks about Quezon. Let me see. I found another article. I'm just trying to yeah. see if it, it talked a little bit more. But I think yeah, it doesn't really get into it. But on uh, one of the other articles. But basically, when they said they retook Route Nine, ending the siege in April, that's what it was. I think they were cut off. They were surrounded for the most part. If yeah, you know, if I recall that too, they it didn't really no indicate helicopter. It. Uh, yeah, there was it was yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, and and there was of course, and that didn't even I didn't even get into the battle of like Way City and and yeah. and all that stuff. There was so there was a lot going on that the Marine Corps dealt with. So you got to figure though, if Aggie's sitting at home watching all this happen, and and okay, so I'll I'll say Little Mary's husband was at Quezon, so she was definitely even if Tom Highway wasn't there, she's she's well aware of Stony Jackson is, yeah. and and what he means to to Tom Highway and, and Chuzu and, and, you know, their little inner circle. So yep. even if Tom isn't right that you're Tom first name basis, even <laughs> Gunny's not there, she's, she's watching what's going on to people she knows and, yeah. and, and loves, I would have to imagine. But then she's also wondering, well, where's he, you know, cause he's not the type of, that's probably going to write a letter. And if he's, if he's like a recon Marine, or even if he's not recon at that point, and he's just, you know, infantry Marine, you never know where he's he's being sent and and yeah. what he's doing. He's not having time to write. How long his patrols are? What is yeah? Yeah. yeah so I mean, but I, just based on you know how we know that Chuzu and and Stony Jackson seem like they all kind of 
found ways to be together. I wouldn't be surprised if, if perhaps he was stationed, Gunny was sta- stationed at Quezon. Yeah. But who who knows? We 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 don't get the details. This is a hundred percent, hundred percent. Jeez, I can't even talk. A hundred percent pure speculation. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It's a it's a good educated guess, man. Again, with the Tet Offensive, it, that happened everywhere. So he could have been anywhere, and she still would have saw all the chaos on TV. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. My my dad had mentioned. I, I saw a little thing him and I were talked about years ago, and it was. He got to Vietnam. He was in the army, not a Marine, but he got in the army and he got to Vietnam in May. And he said, even going to like on KP duty, when he was like <laughs> just doing, uh, you know, peeling potatoes and cleaning stuff, they weren't allowed to carry their weapon yet, but they had the cooks would escort them with weapons because even in a relatively safe area, because the Tet Offensive was so um, fresh in their, everybody's minds there that right. everybody was like on edge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Thought that was interesting, but uh, there's more to this minute of these two talking. Uh, not, not this minute. Next minute has more to this scene, is what I should say. Yeah. So unless you got something else particular about their conversation, we, we could we could move on and and do uh, next minute. No, man. Let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, we got more part two of the stage play. Yep. And uh, yeah, and props to your uh, to your old man. Um, he's uh, he's one of the old vets, so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't, I, you know, I've known you for years and years and years. I didn't know that he was in the, I didn't know he was in country. Oh yeah. I got, we'll talk offline about it sometime. I, he told me some interesting stuff one time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, the stuff I found fascinating, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but your dad's cool. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Well, everybody, thanks for joining. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, so we'll come back and uh minute, um, I guess minute 80 on Wednesday and we'll get part two of the stage play between the more, more relationship drama. Yeah. All right. Well, Perry, um, you can say Marine any way you want. I think you've earned it. <laughs> Maureen. <laughs>